Welcome to Shane's Brilliant Podcast, episode number 10. Can you believe it? Fucking 10. 10. It only seems like yesterday that uh, I was starting this and we're 10 weeks in. It's uh, nuts. So, uh, uh, hello and thank you for... You should be very proud of me for doing this. For doing 10 episodes. You should be extremely... You should be like, Jesus, thank... Let's let's do what I want you to do. I want you to get your family around because you know this is such an important momentous moment. I want you to gather them around, uh, sit them down at the dinner table, and I want you to have a moment silence <laughs> for for me for how great and proud you are of me hitting episode ten. I want you to sit around with your family and have, just bow your heads for a, a minute. And have a prayer of thanks. Uh, no, I'll I'll be the one to do that. To thank you for listening to me. And uh, you know, we did, we got to episode ten. What's going to stop us from getting to episode a hundred or episode a thousand? Maybe I'll still be doing this in forty years until the day I die. Maybe I'll be doing it in two thousand and sixty-two. You know, and uh, I'll have no faculties whatsoever i won't be able to walk i won't be able to you know defecate without assistance and um but i'll still be able to just talk uh, incoherently (laughs) i'll probably make more sense then than i do now sometimes but here we are didn't think we were going to make it but we did and welcome to shane's brilliant podcast the 10th episode spectacular more uh it's not spect it's not going to be spectacular either by the way it's just going to be the same old stuff shane's brilliant podcast welcome to the show thanks for listening my name is shane clifford and i'm a stand-up comedian from ireland and you can follow me on twitter at brilliant shane and Instagram at Brilliant Shane. And if you want to send me some messages and some, you know, strange emails, like I've been getting some very nice ones, but also I get some strange ones, <laughs> you know. And uh, if you want to send me strange ones, do. I don't mind. Get vent. Um, if you want to send me stories about your dying dog, which I've gotten, or ones about your broken down car and. Just any sort of weird thing that you need to vent, like you need to get off your mind, like some form of therapy. Maybe you don't have uh, access to therapy at the moment. Well, just send them in to Al Shane and I'll read them. And then I will file them in the spam folder. But if you want to do that, that is Shane's brilliant email at gmail.com. I love getting all your messages. And you can, if you want to support the show for you know you like if you like to support things that you like you can do that at shane what is it oh patreon forward slash shane's brilliant podcast this i'm a little bit out of breath because this is my fucking third time starting this recording here because uh, i'll tell you it's my cat my cat man See this cat, I hate this cat, I want to kill this cat at the moment. Because she, when I was recording in here, she wanted to go out. 
because like the door closed. Then she wants to come back in. Then she wants to go out again. Then she's trying to get my attention, scratching me. You know, and I'm, I'm here trying to do this fucking important work. And my cat is is a disaster. It's a disaster. She, This cat tonight is making me feel a little bit of sympathy or more of an empathetic view of Jack Nicholson's character in The Shining, you know? I kind of see his point of view a little bit easier now. <laughs> I'm not saying that I've gotten to the point where I am taking an axe to my cat just yet. But we're getting there. <laughs> but uh, no, I love my cat, Georgie. She is She is a nightmare. But we're here. We're in week, this week 10 of the podcast, and we're in week 5 or 6 of the lockdown. Um, and... You know, I think we're doing all okay, okay, as best we can here in the Republic of Ireland. Um, people, I think, are maybe beginning to feel a little bit on edge. I know I am, uh, but we'll we'll be okay. You know, this this is we can do it. Um, I think it'll just be a an annoyance for another short time, even if it's a long time, relatively short time. Um, before then, if it goes too long, then I think we will probably start rioting and eating each other's brains. But, um, at least here in Ireland, we don't have fucking Donny T across the water, man. That's fucking insane, you know? He's, uh, telling people last week to inject bleach. Maybe they can inject bleach and that might kill the virus and shine torches up their up their anus or down their throat and that might kill the the virus the sad i mean that's obviously that's crazy for a president to say that to say you know to openly wonder if ingesting or putting bleach inside your body will be able to kill the virus but you know you kind of come to expect that from trump people are saying it's a new low but you kind of come to expect it but what's even more worrying to me are the people who in kansas or wherever who are actually doing it <laughs> there are people who are actually drinking domestus or dettol or whatever they have in the states i mean what is wrong with these people these people are morons they're idiots they're there's that's it's it's stupidity it's insane stupidity it's not i don't know it's just fucking I mean, these people, like, they're in Kansas, and I think a guy in Kansas drank a gallon of Parazone or something, you know? (laughs) Like, they'll do anything that he says. That's how much they believe in Donald Trump. They will do anything that he says. If he says, drink a gallon of bleach, he will. people are going to do it. I mean, if Radker told you to drink a fucking pint of Guinness, people would be going, fuck that, man. I'm off the Guinness. (laughs) <laughs> you know people will be going fuck fuck off boy I'm not drinking Guinness if you fucking said it Fred could probably go don't drink bleach and then we go hey give me a pint of Domestus there about pint of Domestus please he said not to drink it but these people in fucking America I don't know it's just a strange because it's strange when you grow up 
well, this is what I experienced anyway. Uh, it must be because we consume so much of their media. But when I was growing up, you kind of had this impression that America was the greatest country that ever was. And it was the force for good. You know, you, I thought that the America was just the place to be. I thought it was a shining beacon for the world. But uh, when you grow up and you actually know what America is like, uh, <laughs> like these people, they're like, you know, Honey, president's on television. You said uh, you got a cure for the coronavirus. Fetch me my toilet duck and a shot glass. Honey, president says if you've got case of athlete's foot best thing to do is put a shotgun in your mouth and pull the trigger honey president said if you've got a wisdom toothache throw yourself down four flights of stairs clear it right up president said if you're constipated best thing to do is sneak up behind a, an angry bull at night and tickle his testicles by god we love our president he loves us. He loves us so much. We mean so much to him that he wants to protect us and keep us alive, even if it kills us. God bless America. I mean, my God almighty. People are crazy, you know. Oh. And did you see the other news coming out of coming out of uh, America? The Pentagon released today or yesterday they released three videos of ufos that's right ufos folks unidentified flying objects they're flying objects that they can't identify they don't know what they are and they used to keep all this stuff really secret uh, but now for some reason they have released it i don't know why I don't know why now. Is it to distract from the president talking about drinking bleach? They said, hey, let's fucking, what can distract him? Let's give him aliens. Let's give them the big one. But uh, I don't know if you've seen the videos, but they are basically like grainy kind of black and white videos from fighter jets. And there's just like little dots flying around. And what is it? I'll tell you what it is. Aliens. (laughs) Aliens. <laughs> it's aliens. It's definitely aliens. They've come. They're coming and they're they're watching us. They're watching us playing the PlayStation. They're watching us spit into rivers. They're watching us, you know, drink fucking bleach. That's what they're saying now. They're going, there are people down there, man, drinking bleach. What the fuck is going on? You know, we thought these were high intelligence. They're after taking a step back. No, it's probably not aliens. <laughs> it's probably some, you know, I, th- I watched the video and it kind of ruined it for me because you want to kind of have the, you know, leave some space open in your brain for the fact that it might be aliens, even though you know it's not. But you want to have some space in your brain for saying, oh, you know, maybe it might be. It's like, uh, you know, I'm a big Kennedy buff, Kennedy assassination buff, and I, I've been following it for years. And from all my reading and all that, I'm pretty fucking sure that Leah Harvey Oswald killed John F. Kennedy. 
90, uh, 99% sure. And I'm about 95% sure that he did it alone. But I still want to keep that little that little door open in my head so that, oh no, maybe the CIA were involved. Just to, have a, just to excite myself. But I watched this video of the UFOs and an explanation. So it kind of ruined it. So now I know it's definitely not aliens because the explanations were good. One of them is just a, a plane, like a fucking air, like a Aer Lingus plane. Um, but, you know, maybe it is aliens and they're coming here and they're watching us. I was obsessed with aliens when I was a child. I was a big fan of the X-Files. I remember one, I think it was the end of season, I don't know, six or seven. And there was a cliffhanger. It was like the very end. And it showed Mulder sitting alone in a room with a gun. And then it showed the outside of the room. Like the door. And then you heard a shot. As if Mulder might have shot himself. And uh, I cried. (laughs) I cried. And I think my father was like, what the fuck are you crying for? Oh, I don't, I don't, I'm crying because I thought Mulder was dead. Get up to bed, you fucking idiot. But I was obsessed with UFOs and aliens. And I remember being terrified that uh, aliens were going to come and take me. And stick probes up my anus. That's my main, that's my main uh, reason why I don't believe aliens come here. Because... They're flying here for fucking, take some, they're flying intergalactic, you know, space travel. They are that intelligent that they have mastered how to travel like in unimaginable distances at high speed. And they're coming down here. They're taking people from rural parts of America, bringing them up. And what are they doing? What did they come here to do? Stick a thermometer up their, their hole. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean that's these are the highest most intelligent beings in the galaxy and that's what they're coming here to do because that's 95% of um, abduction stories they got taken up some fella lives on a farm down in Kansas some guys after you know or put in an order for 56 gallons of bleach one of those fellas and an alien comes in the middle of the night takes them up and sticks fucking probes up their anus I mean if you're an alien yes come in um hello captain what is it now smarticus well it's just a bit of an idea that I've had you know how we're on a mission to planet earth it's going to take us six years to get there yes get on with it well I was thinking we've we've come all this way to study the humans Mm -hmm. and how about this time while we study and we we study their culture their art, their history. How about this time we abduct their great minds, their leaders, their scientists? And what about the anal probing? That's my point. Why don't we drop the anal probing altogether? Forget about it. I mean, we've been doing it since the 1950s, and we know at this point everything there is to know about the inside of their arses. How about we move Enough. on? Enough. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Our whole civilization is built upon a foundation of traveling extraordinarily long distances across the universe to stick small 
probes in the arses of North American rednecks. Take him away, boys. 40 years hard labor. 20 years anal probing. <laughs> no! 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 Oh, that's so stupid. Hmm. I got an interesting message this week on Twitter. Um, I'll just get it there. It was from a guy called Stephen Richardson. Nicholson, sorry. Nicholson. Sorry, Stephen. And uh, he said, Hey, Shane, my friend introduced me to your videos a few years ago. I thought they were great, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read out the the praise because, you know, just like I said before, just know that there is a lot of praise. I'm also from Tralee, he goes on to say. Uh, thought I would share a random memory with you. My friends tell me I remember the most random things. And strangely enough, this random memory might involve you. I think you were ahead of me in Holy Family. Holy Family is primary school that I went to in in Tralee. I think you were ahead of me in Holy Family. Holy Family, of course, being the um, Joseph, Mary and the little baby uh, Christ. Now, if you didn't go to Holy Family, this story is dead. But I think I was in junior or senior infants at the time. And either my teacher was out sick or your teacher was out sick. And we were in the same class for the day. I was sitting in front of you and remember turning around and your face went pale. You told the teacher you were after swallowing the top of a marker. I know you left class and I think you went to the hospital. But this might never have happened and I might have the wrong person. But when my friend showed me your video a few years ago, I shouted, That's him! That's him! That's the fella! The fella that swallowed a marker top in primary school. <laughs> I hope it was you because then I know you're still alive. And if it isn't you, I'll never have closure after 20 something years. A bit of a strange message for anybody to get. Do you remember the time when you were five when you swallowed a marker top? And got rushed out of school. But. It is. Actually, it did happen to me. I'll never forget it. I was sitting in, it was my teacher was out sick, sitting in a class, and I was chewing the top of a marker. We were doing coloring, and I sucked back, and the fucking marker went back my throat, got stuck in my throat, and I started choking. <coughs> and my teacher, I went to the teacher, <coughs> you know, I swallowed the top, and they brought me home. I didn't go to the hospital. But isn't it fucking insane that uh, this fellow, Stephen, who must be 33, three because i'm 34 so he's either 32 or 33 he remembers this nearly 30 years later that i was when i was five i swallowed a fucking marker that's 30 years ago that's insane strange what things happen in the memory but the really funny thing is that Stephen isn't the first person to say this to me. This is the third person in the last 10 years who has said this to me that I've met. I was in a nightclub one time and a guy came up to me and he was out of his mind and whatever. And he said to me, it's it's you, man. It's you. You're him. And I first I was thinking, yeah, yeah, it's me. I'm the guy who made the all class video. Yeah, it's me. What do you want? Do you want a picture? (laughs) 
He was like, you fucking swallowed a market top, man. You swallowed a market top, man, when we were in fucking baby's class. Do you remember? I was like, how the fuck do you remember that? He goes, I remember, man. I remember you got fucking... You had to leave the class and everything. And another guy said it to me another time in a pub. That's three people that I don't know who know me solely from something I did when I was five years old. And you have to wonder the fact that they all remember this so well and made such an impression on them that it must have been a fairly traumatic event. (laughs) You know what I mean? For that to make that much of an imprint on their mind that me almost dying they must have got such a fright that there's probably more people there was how many people in the class there was two classes because my teacher was out sick so we got put into another class so that would be at minimum 45, 50 people in the classroom who were there 30 years ago who saw me almost choking on a marker. So this is what I'm... There must be more. There must be more people who remember. So if there's any more of you out there, please get in touch. I just want to know how much trauma I've inflicted on young boys. (laughs) How much trauma I have inflicted on young boys that, you know... Like this fella, Stephen, he didn't know if the person who had choked on the marker had lived or died. Uh, <laughs> and it was when he saw a video of me, he was like, that's the guy who choked on the marker. I mean, the things you remember, you know, is that going to be in my obituary when I when I pass away? It'd be Shane Clifford made of semi-viral video called All Class in 2015 once got to number 68 in the Irish podcast charts and choked on a marker when he was five (laughs) the three defining moments of my life so if there's any because I know uh, there are people in Tralee who listen to this if you know anyone who who uh, remembers me 30 years ago choking on a marker please get in touch I want to know because like I said I want to know how much trauma and how much it would uh, delight me to know that more children have been traumatized by me almost you know dying and speaking of Tralee the Rosa Tralee festival has been cancelled if you, I, I know I have listeners outside of Ireland if you don't know what the Rosa Tralee festival is how could you explain the Rosa Tralee festival how could you explain the Rose of Tralee? The Rose of Tralee is basically it's like a beauty pageant that's been going on. This would have been the 61st year. So it's been going on for quite a while. And it's basically a beauty pageant. But the premise is that you're not, it's not supposed to be based on looks. So because it was like started in the 50s or the 60s. Um, it's like it was start. It was like how good of a wife basically would uh, the woman be? Could she cook? Could she sew? 
could she mend your shoes and can, does she have a talent can she play the tin whistle can she do a handstand can she play the spoons that's what it was and they'd come up and be interviewed like in a beauty contest and it grew up into like a festival the rose festival which was a huge thing in the town in the in Tralee we don't call it the Rose of Tralee festival you know that I've rarely heard that in my life in Tralee it's usually just the festival what are you doing for the festival when's the festival starting and when I was a child the festival was huge people would come from all over Ireland and the town would be absolutely jammed for a week or two weeks or however long it was and in the late 90s they it became the international Rosa Tralee festival or whatever and they started getting huge musical acts like they had the beautiful south who were really big i remember desiree the girl who just had the one eye or whatever she had an eye patch you know remember her what songs did she sing I have no idea can't remember the only thing i remember about her is she had an eye patch who else did i see jules holland I mean, he's not as big as fucking The Beautiful South, but I still saw him. And Westlife played there. But the big one, the big kahuna that everyone remembers was James Brown. <laughs> the James Brown. <laughs> the godfather of, of soul played in fucking Tralee. I mean, he was 80 or something crazy like that. But he was there. That's how big the Rosa Tralee Festival was. Like, people would come from all over Ireland. There was... The town was like, was just jammed from uh, front to back. And, uh, you know, of course, then Tralee people, oh, fucking hate the festival, man, hate the festival. But really, I think if somebody from Puck, which is the festival in Kilorglin, said, oh, one's better, we give them a hiding. We're, p- we're kind of proud of it. And it seems like the, the main thing that we all love about the festival is that you can drink on the street you can drink cans and vodka uh, when you're 15 on the street of Tralee yeah I was doing it up to last year go out for a couple of cans walking down the road thinking that I'm the big man but then thinking my god I'm fucking 32 and I'm still doing this been doing this for 18 years and it's cancelled this year for the first time obviously I mean they're going to cancel Latitude and Longitude and Glastonbury or whatever. The Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> I'm surprised they held out so long for the Rosa Tralee. They were like, there's got to be a chance. And the Rosa Tralee obviously gets made fun of a lot because of the beauty contest. Uh, you know, it was in Father Ted. They called it the, they did a pastiche. They called it the lovely, lovely girls competition. But you fucking cunts, you forget that we had fucking James Brown. Desiree, probably some other big acts I can't remember. And then it was a tragedy, actually, what happened to the Rosa Trudy. I think when, like, Oxygen and all those started, because before them, there was no real festivals. There was town festivals, like there was the Fela. I think it was that in Tipperary somewhere. And then there was the Rosa Trudy. So people would they'd be like, you head down to fucking Rosa Trudy. But when, like, Oxygen and Witness and Electric Picnic and all those started, and they, they were just dedicated music festivals, people stopped coming to the Trilly. And they ran out of money, and it kind of went fucking bankrupt, you know? And one year, when we were down in Denny Street, we were watching The James Brown. 
and then cut to five years later, we're watching Des Brown. Des Brown and the Southern Bells, you know, and on the drum kit, it's just a picture of bells. It's the wrong kind of bell. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was kind of sad. But we still uh, love the festival. And it's such a, I feel sorry for the town of Tralee. Because um, I think it's, even though it's kind of like a shadow of what it once was, it still brings in a lot of money for pubs and things like that. And for the town. And uh, I hope it'll be back next year. I remember a f- few years ago, maybe uh, 2013, 2012, was with my friend and we were standing down in the square drinking cans but wearing leather jackets fucking we were fucking class and just then two girls came up to us out of the crowd they said hey how are you and we fucking the the opposite of suave You know what I mean? Like the opposite of if James Bond was played by Woody Allen. Just started getting all nervous and stuff. But they were like, oh, you know, we're from Dublin. We're from Dublin. And uh, what are you up to? You drinking? Yeah, yeah. Looking at the ground. And they said, well, we've got an after party back in the the Grand Hotel. If you want to come back after. So we're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know who the after party is with? It's with uh, Crystal Swing. If you want to head back to that. <laughs> That's true. And Crystal Swing, um, if you don't know who they are, they were like a, a novelty. They had a one-hit wonder in Ireland that was famous because there was it was basically so bad it was good. What was the song? They were on Ellen and everything. Uh, you know, Ellen. My bet noir. Is that the right phrase? I don't know. But... Uh, yeah, we turned. We said no thanks. Looking at the fucking my shoes, got nervous about the fucking people, the groupies of Crystal Swing. Can you believe that? <laughs> but you never fucking know what's going to happen down in the Rose of Tralee. You know, one minute you're just standing there, next minute you're picked out for a, an orgy back in the Crystal Swings after party. I wonder if there was an orgy back then that night. That would be amazing. What was their song? Crystal Swing's song. We Like Bananas or something. What was that? Oh, I'll have to look that up. One one second. We Like Bananas. We Like Pajamas. Was it that? Oh, yeah. Okay. I looked it up. It was uh, We Drink Tequila. Uh, Or He Drinks Tequila or fucking something like that. It's an awful song. But it was a huge hit. What year did it come out, actually? I better have a look. Because it was around that year... That we were invited back. 2010. Wow. So maybe it was 2011. So how old was I then? 25. And yeah. He drinks tequila. And it's a weird video man. It was like. Kind of the joke was. Are the brother and. Because they're a family. And the joke was. Are they. in have a, Is it an incest situation going on here? I'm going to watch the video now. Mary Derek and Dervla. Crystal Swing. Even the name swinging you know it's a strange kind of thing (laughs) like you know what i think man oh yeah 
because Derek is wearing a suit and the, the girl was pretty you know and he's kind of like a <laughs> I fucking describe him He look. He's dressed like a, a a manager of a bakery section in a Tesco in a Duns or a Tesco. Okay, that's enough of that. Um, you should look that up. Crystal Swing. He drinks tequila. Even if you're like a young fella, can't remember it. It's a great piece of Irish history. I think they could have been the first big Irish people on uh, the Ellen DeGeneres show. I hope to be the next. But that Irish country music. Like, there are people... That is a huge thing. Like, it's the worst... I always say the worst kind of music. Metal. Even though a guy gave out to me on Facebook for saying that. Metal. And... Uh, Irish country. Irish country and Western. But those fuckers, man. They're going around up and down the west of Ireland. Week after week. Night after night. They're making a bomb. They're making a fortune. They must be making, I'm telling you, they're millionaires. Like that guy, Nathan Carter. With the Wagon Wheel. One of the most annoying songs in the history of man. Um, But he's making, he must be making a, he must be a millionaire. You know, and I'm resentful. And I haven't been to tr- back to Tralee, obviously, since this, even before this started. So, that's, I haven't been back there in maybe three months. Probably since just after Christmas. And uh, so that's obviously more than three months, but I haven't been home and I kind of miss it a bit. One of the things I miss about Trilly or the difference between Trilly and Dublin is uh, the industrial amounts of dog shit that are on the ground here in Dublin. It's it's like it's crazy. It's insane. The amount of dog shit that is just left on the streets. I mean, there's all sorts of feces is dog feces cat feces fox feces human feces you know um i've never i it reminds me of Trilly back in the 90s when you just see dog shit but now you have to walk when you're walking in if you're walking from where i live into into town in dublin you have to keep your eyes on the ground the whole way because you know you're you're going to step into something you're walking down there you're fucking dancing around the footparts like you're Fred Astaire it's 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 really weird and I googled it because I was I was in Inchicore um last year I was staying in an Airbnb before our apartment was ready here and I could not believe it was the first thing that I noticed about Inchicore in Dublin is was the huge load of dog shit on the ground <laughs> like I and I googled it I was like what is going on and there's been people trying to sort it out for years but no one's listening it's an epidemic they're calling it and i don't know if it's a city thing it's not like that in cork it's definitely not like that in truly truly footpaths are pristine especially when it comes to dog uh shit like i swear to god i even saw some of that white dog shit that isn't around anymore i saw that in dublin not so long ago and I like obviously it's kind of a bit of a hacky joke everyone makes, but that dog shit, gutter dog shit, isn't around anymore because they started feeding dogs better. But not up here, it's still fucking here. They're living when it comes to dog shit. Dublin is living in the past, um, and I think it's because 
just from Tralee. It's one of the proud, I'm proud of it now. I mean, <laughs> it's one of the things that I'm proud of, Tralee, is that it's so clean with regards to dog shit because, you know, I run, I kind of make fun of Tralee a lot and it's easy to pick on Tralee for being, you know, whatever. But that's, I'm, I'm kind of, pr- I'm actually proud of it. And I think it's what it is because people, when they walk their dogs in Tralee, they have the politeness and the um, the know-how or whatever to pick up. They've been, we've learned to pick up dog shit and throw it into the dog shit box. Up here, though, they haven't because down in Tralee, it's such a small town. If you get spotted by someone not picking it up, it's going to be all over the town. It's going to be in the mass. At the sermon on a Sunday, the priest is going to read it out. He reads out your name. You were spotted on the Fat Mile in Tralee, which is a, the name of a street, the Fat Mile. Bracker O'Regan Road, it's really called, but the, the town called it the Fat Mile. That's just what it's called. And I think people want the people who called it Bracker O'Regan Road. I don't know who he is. I think he might have been a GAA player or somebody that died in the War of Independence or something. But they were saying, please stop calling it the Fat Mile. <laughs> you know, it's named after this fella who was a great man. Um, but it's still the Fat Mile. And then just down the road, there is a, a, the Skinny Mile. But no dog shit. Because you'd be called out. People were saying it'll be spread all over town like uh, just rumors going around, small town gossip. You know who I saw with their Shih Tzu walking down the skinny mile? Mary O'Sullivan. The Shih Tzu took a shit. She didn't pick it up. Get out of our pub. You're not wanted here anymore. That small town pariah kind of attitude. That's what you need up here in Dublin. So if you're listening, I want you to Wherever you are, Inchicor, Gulak, Crumlin, fucking Ranla. I want you all to rat, uh, to fucking peek out your windows. And I want you to name and shame when it comes to dog shit. Because that's the only way that you can. Like, it's like walking down through fucking... They have to get Princess Diana to come in and fix it. Because it's like walking through landmines. So that's my beef with Dublin dog shit. So keep an, if you're uh, from Dublin and you think that dog shit is normal. No, it's not. It's weird. It's the new normal up here. But it's weird. Um, I think I've come to the end. <laughs> so I just want to say I've been a bit tired this week. And a bit tired tonight, so I don't know if this podcast is going to be as good, but um you know i hope it's okay um i just want to say this is a tough time obviously and we are in uh, i know we've we're sick of hearing it unprecedented times times trying times testing times but and maybe some of you are feeling a bit of the strain, especially now we're six weeks into lockdown, four weeks into the strict lockdown. Who knows how long it's going to last? There's mixed messages going around. It's going to be, everything's going to be open on May 5th. Nothing's going to be open until Christmas. But it just, 
know that if you're finding it tough mentally, if you're finding that you're you're feeling a bit claustrophobic, feeling a bit like you need to get out, you're picking on your loved ones, you're, you know, snapping at your your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend and your boyfriend is snapping at you over stupid stuff like you know making a cup of tea or what film to put on just know that it's not just you you're not feeling like this alone there are other cunts like me like other people I know who are feeling the same way so just take care of yourself try and fucking just relax I think just kind of take a breath when you feel yourself getting a bit fucking uptight a bit or even a bit distraught about the whole thing just try and relax or talk to someone or just say something Say, listen, say to your wife, say to your girlfriend, listen, it's kind of getting on top of me at the moment. Maybe they'll say to you, me too. Um, I don't know if that message makes any sense. <laughs> but what I'm trying to fucking say is that we're not alone. That, is, you know, probably everybody is feeling it. And it will end eventually. It's fucking just a weird time. But it will end. And we'll get there. And you know what? I'll be still doing this fucking podcast. Even if even if there's none of you listening. And you can log on and listen to me. And I'll be talking shit about fucking anything. That comes into my head. And God almighty. It's hard <laughs> to come up with stuff. When there's absolutely nothing going on. But um, anyway. So thanks for listening. I don't even know what this episode was about. Aliens. <laughs> the Rosa Trilly. And dog shit. But we got there. We're at the end. And it's one o'clock in the morning now. And I just want to say. Oh god this fucking. This uh, outro is going on way too long. But anyway listen. God bless you. And stay safe. Stay calm. Relax. Listen to podcasts. Make your own podcast. Don't make your own podcast. Do some exercise. Don't do some exercise. Everything will be okay. All right? I promise. And if it's not okay, then you can come and kill me. Okay? <laughs> if you... The guy on the podcast said it was going to be okay. It ain't. We're going to gotta kill him. This is the end of this week's podcast. I hope that you enjoyed the show. So, um, hobnob and cheers, nice one, thanks. <laughs>